Hi. I'd like to present an idea. Consider your origin story. We all love a good rise from the ashes tale. Our superheroes who overcome a great tormented past. The homeless man turned real estate tycoon. The underdog athlete overcoming great odds. The list is without end. But what of those raised in comfort? Without a strong driven sense of clarity, those instilled with comfort are fighting against something far less determinable. Worse yet, they are too often inclined to underestimate it and perpetually fail. If you find yourself spread thin, wavering between periods of intense energy and exhausted apathy, if you find that despite your efforts, you're not objectively better at the end of the day, if you find your sense of aspiration dulled and eroded, it may be that you're fighting the wrong fight, engaged all this time in combat with an enemy unknown. The comfort warrior finds his or herself so, frustrated, desperate, unable to move forward in any way that's congruent. They're not themselves. Their deepest passions engulfed by supernormal stimuli, unavailing but for cheap indulgence and vicarious pining. They do not lack a strong sense of drive. They've been consumed by it. Yet, from within their hopeless condition, they recklessly and defiantly enlist. They become informed. They pursue clarity, ungratified by staged euphoria. They discover themselves from within a brutal, chaotic struggle, confronting fear and stress, molding it and their ambition erupts. The only obstacle in the way of this enemy earning your respect is understanding it. Left unnoticed, subtly effective, it seems to pose no great threat. Yet once realized, it obstinately reveals itself as an apparent grand endeavor. Once you understand the challenge posed by supernormal stimulus, you recognize it for what it is, momentous. Once you understand the tyranny of your subconscious formed under this influence, that your neurological underpinnings are pervasively inclined toward thought suppression over cognitive reappraisal, that following your intuitive tendencies in an attempt to make things better leads to making them worse. There's no other way to slice it. It's nothing short of insidious. And to be doubtful of that is indicative of a warrior's mindset, an often warranted and skeptic dismissal of cowering behind the maternal dress of self-victimhood. But ultimately, it's just prideful and ignorant. Perhaps it is courageous to laugh in the face of terror, challenging its claim on reality, but never to make light of endeavors you've yet to apprehend. Sure, it's the sort of thing that's the right strategy against hardship, but not against comfort. Respect all challenges. Take heed, especially of those you've so consistently been unable to overcome. Without an origin story, liberating yourself from both your nature and your nurture is truly heroic. I think that, in this sense, 
The Comfort War calls for a sort of low-resolution overview, or map, that describes these rational, intricate dynamics in a way that's more immediately realizable and accessible. I think that this is integral for you never falling for the trap of underestimating the onerous challenge before you, to have terms with which to define it. However crudely, I'll attempt to present that here. I'll outline the fundamental differences between the challenges posed by hardship and those posed by comfort, and specifically those two, because they are what I view to be the warrior's primordial trials, hardship the one we've accustomed ourselves to, and comfort the one newly arisen. The familiar and intuitive crucible of hardship being more congruent, it presents a firm baseline from which to extend and extrapolate onto the challenge of comfort, as well as to serve a warning, for that these precise tendencies of ours, attempted against the inherent self-deception of a comfortable malaise, will fail grandiosely. Trying to do so aptly describes that which has dragged you to rock bottom in the first place, as you faced comfort unknowingly. One final caveat before we get into it. This is not a comparative value judgment. I certainly do not wish to make light of horrifying tragedies incomprehensible to those who've never undergone them. This is not a game of who's got it worse, only a framework anchored by an existing and well-defined point of reference. Let's begin. Against hardship, there's a way with which to contend. Handled properly, you can gain from it, so long as it's within your tolerance to endure. Against comfort, there's zero potential for benefit. Protesting in a stimulated environment is like swallowing a pill of ecstasy and trying not to get high. Within those instances, you must focus your efforts only to control for damage, seeking a net optimal result of zero, regaining lost ground at the earliest opportunity. Against hardship, you hold on to hope. Pain is temporary, and something better lies beyond it, a light at the end of the tunnel. Against comfort, hope is a trap. You must live in the short term, staring at the ground and contending with what's right before your eyes. To make progress, you find the willingness to fight today's fight for today's sake, content only by the journey itself. Within a maddeningly desperate whirlwind, you keep yourself stable and composed. Against hardship, you're forced to difficulty, but in its sharpness, your clarity is emboldened and sustained. Against comfort, difficulty is a choice, but forced to a hijacking superabundance of sensory input, your hold on clarity is ever faltering, only briefly maintained, lost, and repeatedly resought in an endless regainment cycle. Against hardship, you face horrifying terrors, yet your protest is at least congruent and leads towards an eventual correction, unsophisticated as it may be. Against comfort, you only need to bear self-misery, yet overcoming it is at the opposite end of your inclinations, incongruent and counterintuitive. Against hardship, there's consistency, and within that consistency, you can formulate yourself, but that consistency is pain, and it often breaks you. Against comfort, you struggle for that very consistency, and you're afforded control under its measure, 
you must elect it yourself. And pain is an unforgiving choice. Against hardship, difficulty is not at all under your control. Tragedies befall you, too often unacceptable and at too high a cost. Against comfort, you must elect the hardship yourself, but you're afforded the liberty to elect hardship that's worthwhile and beneficial. Against hardship, you deal with the hand you're dealt, simple, though unfair and unjust. Against comfort, the hand you're dealt is luxury, but if you know what's good for you, you must refuse it. Against hardship, there's a lot to do. There's a lot to engage with. You may want to rest, but you have no choice. You muster your resolve, push, and sprint. Against comfort, there's a lot not to do. You may seek to rattle, but instead must maintain, to keep a steady pace. Choice itself is your weapon, demanding of you to endure. You have to choose over and over again to stop, to exist as necessary, to live unexhilarated by the constant quick-hit pickups you become so accustomed to propping yourself up upon. Against hardship, you seek home within the future. You have a place, but it's awful, and you wish to escape for a hope that lies beyond pain and suffering. Against comfort, you seek home within the moment. You have no place, but must find one that's difficult, as you desperately need for a pause in which you can live calm and unhindered. Against hardship, you're an animal, subject to tyrant instincts outside your control, capable of anything in their name. Often it can kill you. Against comfort, you're a conscious being, willing often to escape itself, unlimited and unrestrained, seduced to the worst measures of suffering imaginable, often willing to kill yourself. But for all these differences, still, they're very much intertwined. Not because they are similar, but simply because every life will involve some measure of both. Overcoming one is no guarantee you'll overcome the other. The presence of the two simply demands of you sufficient complexity to contend for life against them both. Here, I compared the extremes to outline well what they represent. But by no means does that imply a blunt resolution will suffice for either. Go ahead, try and escape comfort within the wild hardships of the jungle. You'll meet a fate of similar usefulness to that of he's who's escaped trauma within the embrace of heroin. Nor do you need to hold on to all that I've laid out here. For the MR is your highest priority. It defines your daily success or failure. It's in the single adjustment vital and absolute, that the comfort warrior changes the face of their contention. So intuitively, as you conduct yourself, you begin to develop a strategy for optimizing that effort, a way to be between MRs that best ensures you're successfully performing them. To compose yourself, to breathe, to take a step back, you gradually craft both the method and the ability to keep calm in the eye of the storm. It becomes also the very way with which you correct yourself upon failure. You reach out and grab hold onto this self-developed state of willing endurance. It is the mantle you adorn when forced to contend with the underground. When the rules of the game are those of the MR, this is the outcome. The comfort war itself 
shapes your life into a compelling pursuit of clarity. The mythology for hardship is the story of Pandora, of carelessly unleashed terrible things, but there's hope as we're forced to confront them. The mythology for comfort is the story of what comes after. Discomforted by the terrible things, we evict hope and make the box our home. Sufficiently durable to once keep them locked in, it now keeps them locked out, keeps us safe in its embrace. It's dark inside it and cramped, but we adjust and become accustomed. In our safety, we create and enjoy great indulgences, though our vision and limberness degrade, stagnantly withering. And undisturbed, the terrible things fester outside. It goes from bad to worse. Soon, we can hardly see or move. Still, there is one, and only one, remedy. Expose yourself, ever so briefly, to the sharp brightness of clarity outside. Contend, momentarily, with the terrible stress, fears, and frustration. Go as far as you can endure, then rest. Tomorrow and every day thereafter, for so long as you live, be prepared to repeat such ever-intensifying encounters more capable than you were the day before. Resolve to fight, daily. A great vast and uncharted expanse lies before you. Thank you for listening.